0: This month of the How's All That Workin' For Ya podcast is sponsored by Jay Brooks Coffee Roasters in Memphis, Tennessee. As we celebrate the fathers and father figures in our lives this month, I'd like to celebrate my dad by sharing one of his favorite blends from Jay Brooks Coffee. Gallant is a dark roast single origin Guatemala bean from Acatenango. It has a robust and deep body bursting with chocolatey notes of cocoa. Gallant derives its name from the rider on the white horse described in Revelation 6, verse 2, our champion, Jesus Christ. He exemplifies the qualities of strength, power, boldness, and faithfulness. The blend of boldness and cocoa in Gallant reminds us of the balance of a man of God, bold and fearless, gentle and sweet. To order this signature blend for yourself and learn more about Jay Brooks Coffee, click the link in the show notes or visit jbrookscoffeeroasters.com. That's the letter J, BrooksCoffeeRoasters.com. You are officially invited to create some breathing room. This is the absolute best podcast to find the strategies, resources, and motivation you need to stop drowning in overwhelm, break free from hustle culture, and live out your God given purpose. I'm your host, Rachel Baker, and girl, I've been there, done that. It is my God-given purpose to help you find space for an intentional, so you can confidently live in those strengths, skills, and passions that light you up and serve others. I know you are ready to create some breathing room, so let's do it together. Welcome to episode 37 of Create Some Breathing Room. I cannot wait for this episode to start for you to hear all that season has to offer. I am here today with Season Bowers. And if you don't know Season, you need to get ready. Gird up your loins, friends, because this episode is going to be amazing. Season is an author. She's a speaker, a podcast host, and a joy bringer. And that is what we're going to get into today with an abundance of energy and love for Jesus, she is passionate about bringing the good news of great joy to all people. Season and her husband live in Knoxville, Tennessee, where they own a coffee shop. You know I love that, even though she hates coffee. But she loves to meet people and serve them at Intrepid Nitro Coffee and Tea Bar. And I've got to tell you, I met Season in, I believe it was September 2023, we both attended a retreat in Gatlinburg, and instantly, I knew she was going to be one of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, for years here in my own business, I signed off my emails with Choose Joy. Remember, there's always hope, so choose joy. And Season is the joy bringer, and she's going to talk with us about being joy bringers. And I'm just excited. We're going to jump in. Hi, season, and welcome. I'm tripping out. I cannot
1: let gird up your loins. (laughs) Of all the ways I've been introduced, this is now my favorite, Rachel. I might put it, so gird up your loins for it, folks, (laughs) because here we are. Okay, I'm so happy to be here. You've done it. You've done it now. This is my favorite introduction ever. Also, I do have to stop and just make a small correction. I am not the joy bringer. I am a joy bringer. And this is why this is an important distinction, because Jesus is the joy bringer. And I am filled with him, his goodness, his love, and his joy. And I get to bring that everywhere I go. I'm a joy bringer, and so are you. And this is a good, this is why this is an important distinction, is because people feel like if they're known by that, then they're responsible to be an entertainer. Mm. To entertain the crowd, they have to have a certain energy about them, right? And this is why the enemy likes to disqualify so many people from living full of joy is because they go, well, that's not my temperament, Mm -hmm. or I don't want to be the center of attention, or I, you know, I'm feeling depressed today. I can't then have joy. Right. So I just jump right in. I love to make this distinction when people introduce me as the joy bringer and I go, no, no, no. I'm a joy bringer and so are you. And it isn't about your personality or your circumstance or your feelings. Mm -hmm. It's about Jesus. And so he is the joy bringer and I am here full of him. Uh, And I'm so glad to be with you. I love
0: that. Thank you for the distinction because you are (laughs) correct. Um, And we are going to talk about becoming a joy bringer, what that looks like, what that entails. I've several questions. But before we jump into all the joy things, I ask every single guest at the very beginning. So I'm going to ask you two, what does breathing room look like or feel
1: like for you when you think
0: of breathing
1: room? Okay. I'm so glad because I actually have a good answer for you today. (laughs) (laughs) If you would have asked me this yesterday, I would have gone crying and say, I don't know, Rachel. I feel like (laughs) I I need some... I just I told you this earlier, and I'm so proud of myself because I said no to something. yeah, and I am a yes person. I'm a ready fire aim girl. I jump in with, you know, my all my clothes on to mm-hmm. pretty much anything I get excited about. and subsequently, i I do it to myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yesterday, I was maxed out, crazy, overwhelmed, frustrated, and recognizing this, that it was my fault. (laughs) And then I had overcommitted this day, this week, this whole thing. So I was still a lovely, pleasant person because I could have bit my husband's head off like eight times and I just stopped myself from doing it. Praise God. I want to stay married, right? But I realized, oh, wait a minute. I did this. And actually I can change. So I got through the day. It was crazy. And I made some very strong decisions to not perpetuate the schedule that I had created for myself. So I then Back out of something and I said no to a few things. And that is hard for someone like me who has FOMO like crazy, right? Because I want to be a part of everything. And then I want to be, you know, someone who makes good on my promises, right? Mm -hmm. But I recognized the need to say, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to back out of this. So for me today, creating breathing room has meant having the courage to say no to something. And now I'm looking at my week and going, okay. This is cool. I actually feel like I can handle it. There is space to do other things. No joke. Walking around my house today, now that I've said no to this thing, I was like, oh, I can actually clean these things that I've been putting off. Like I get to now fill that time with important things that have actually caused me like low grade anxiety. Yes. For a while now. And I can now actually attack them. The other thing that I think is probably more important. Um, then saying no <laughs> for me is um my love language. So I say this all the time and I realized it actually has a better title, but my love language is lunch with friends. Mm, I feel that. I feel that. And it's also kind of, I would say, and this is silly, but also like my hobby. It's the thing that I want to do more than anything. Mm-hmm. I want to sit down with you. I want to have a giant salad and an iced tea. And I want to talk about all things and Jesus. And- Really what that equates to is quality time, right? quality time and words of affirmation, like words, quality time. But I like to call it, you know, lunch with friends is my love language. Mm -hmm. So for me, even when my life is crazy and hectic, if I can throw in a couple lunch dates or at least coffee dates, and that helps because owning a coffee shop, I'm regularly having those. Mm -hmm. Um, If I can throw those in there, that feeds my soul quality connection time with people is um, really important to me. So those are things, even when I have a packed, busy week, if I have some of those things in there, I, I feel good about it.
0: Yes. That's so good. And I am so proud of you. <laughs> I just, I wouldn't like validate it yeah. and say, way to go season. Cause it is so hard. Yeah, It's so hard fomo's a real thing you wanna you want people to be happy, you wanna live up to your promises you wanna like all the things, yeah, but not at the expense of sanity and yeah. marriage and you know, like you said
1: <laughs> right and and I will tell you I am proud of me too because that Good. doesn't happen a lot. another thing too, I'm doing these things that I knew would be a lot in my life right now mm-hmm. and I recognize that and I can evaluate these choices and move forward and say, am I going to do that again? Am I going to do it the same? Here's another thing. I've got a podcast that just launched. Yeah, you do. And it's stinking awesome. We're going to talk about that some more, but go ahead. Yeah. So I (laughs) said, I'm going to do, because again, I'm going to dive in with my clothes on. And I said, I'm going to do a Joybringer. So my podcast is called the Joybringer podcast. And I was going to do the Joybringers Advent podcast series. And I'm not going to do one. Rachel, I'm not going to do four episodes. I was going to do 22 episodes in a row from December 3rd to December 24th. And I have recorded almost that many. And I, as we got closer to this launch, it was like, you know what? I'm not sure that's the right decision. Mm-hmm. And so I've made a decision to scale back. I'm still re- releasing I, as of today. I don't know exactly how many I'm going to release, probably 15, maybe a few more, a few less, but not 22. Mm-hmm. I just felt like in the moment I had permission, even though it was hard, because I'm like, all in, we're gangbusters, we're going to do this. But one of my core values and one of the joybringer core values is flexibility. Mm -hmm. Being able to release the grip of control and be able to move with the spirit. It's okay that I started running down this road. It's great that I did what I've done up until now. But to have the freedom to say, I feel the invitation to pivot. I feel like it's time to maybe let go of this um singular road that I've been running down and go, you know, there might be a better way to do it. And it took me a minute, it took me a couple of days to kind of wrap my brain around that. But wisdom from people around me mm-hmm. and experts who've gone before, you know, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't have told me that necessarily three months ago when I started the process. Right. But as I got closer, I went, oh, you know what? I'm not sure that's necessary. And actually I think it. Might not be helpful. Mm-hmm. So flexibility is a really big thing in my life, and I think to help us maintain our joy, not if but when things change, we've got to be flexible to move um, with the spirit in that way.
0: Absolutely, I love that. And there was something I heard you on another podcast, and there was something you said in that one that I was like, I need like I need that on a T-shirt or something. I don't know, um, but you were talking, I believe it was with Bethany. Reese over on Leadership on the Rocks. Yes, love it. Um, and you were talking about the firmness of God the Father yes. and Jesus, like the foundation, the cornerstone, and then something I had never really thought about. Mm-hmm. I'm going like, to let you tell it because it was so
1: good. So good. Okay. So here's the For those of us, I'll put myself in this category, who don't necessarily like change. Now, I like variety all day long. I like variety, but I like a lot of things to choose from and do. But I think a lot of us struggle with change. I'm right there uh, with you. Yeah. The, the best part is the faithfulness of God, the love of God, the righteousness, his, his presence and his power, those things never change. God is described as the rock, the righteous oak tree, the firm foundation. We are firmly planted on that. That's good news. But the Holy Spirit is always described as things that move wildly and freely. Water, fire, breath, doves, right? Things that are, that are mobile and easily maneuverable, right? Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit and the movement of the Holy Spirit can be wild and, and unpredictable. Yes. That doesn't mean God is out of order in that way, but, but the Spirit moves. And if we are to be people led by the Spirit, then we have to be able to open that, release the grip of control because control is deeply rooted in fear. So -hmm. the reason we do that is because we are afraid of change. We are afraid of instability, right? But we are firmly planted on the firm foundation of God's love, and Holy Spirit will never lead us out. He will always be leading us to God. Yes, to deeper revelation of the father to you know a power um and and the the presence of jesus in our lives so holy spirit is always moving us in that direction and he will not lead us in harm or danger that doesn't mean we're always um i use this word but don't hear what i'm not saying it doesn't mean we're always safe right like the the we're safe in the secure love of the lord in his protection but we get to be moved sometimes into the wilderness sometimes into you know the the high places that might feel scary
0: uh-huh the places we don't feel so comfortable that's
1: right but we are <laughs> but when we're led by god scripture says that we will be led forth in joy by joy for joy we get to go out in joy and in order to do that we have got to let go of fear let go of control and trust the spirit of god to move us In the right direction at the right time. So these things are really important distinctions, so that we don't break, we don't crumble. What we do know about life is that it changes, right? COVID, all that they get—that was a real great reminder. Like, oh my gosh, (laughs) things change. Yes, we better get on board, right? If you don't, well, what did we see, especially during COVID, is the businesses, and so I was probably talking about this with uh, with Bethany, like. When we're in our, as leaders in our businesses, mm-hmm. to be able to pivot, those that were able to do that were extremely successful. Right. And those that couldn't, suffered greatly. Right, right. right. And, uh, and so we want to be able to, as leaders and in our own lives, as we lead our lives, to be able to move with the Spirit and recognize we can loosen the grip of control and fear because God is good. So when we struggle to open our hands, when we struggle to walk in that direction that the Spirit is leading us, it's because we're believing a lie that God isn't good. Mm -hmm. Because why would God lead me in that direction, right? Right. Like, but I have goodness for you. It might look scary. It might look insecure, but I have goodness for you. You can trust me. I, I talk about it in my book. There's these four core values. They are mine. They are the things that are tried and tested in my life that I exercise on a daily basis. That doesn't mean it's easy right at all <laughs> right. but it is important for us to maintain joy so the book is the joy bringer challenge mm-hmm. and and I do want to
0: get into that and kind of your story the foundations but we've already kind of brought up those four core values those main areas yeah. right that you talk about um we need to understand those so we can live full of joy yeah you have the core value for each area that you mention. and we've already talked about flexibility in that. I'm especially excited, though, for our purposes about that last one that you talk about. Um, so I would love to hear from you just kind of how the book came to be, how you came yeah. to share this, and then especially that last little bit about right. leading our lives, leading others, and that core value that we hate
1: and love. So. Here's the thing I've always been this girl, right? Somebody asked one one of my employees at the coffee shop they were like, "Is she always like this?" <laughs> and my employee was like, "Oh yeah, that's real that's that's real. She's like that all the time she's mm-hmm. I've always been this girl who is marked by joy. Yes, I think a big part of it is my temperament. I joke and least also say it's my hair. you know, I always had you know fun, blonde hair or whatever. so I joke about that, but really ultimately it it is. It's Jesus, it's his presence in my life. And yes, I am an extrovert. I am a sanguine, I'm a Enneagram seven, whatever you wanna say of things that we could be labeled. I am that person. But as the Lord was leading me in my life and I was experiencing things that were counter to that, right trauma, tragedy, difficulty in my life, I still felt this thing. And I leaned in with the Lord for a long time and I was like, what is it though? And is it just for me? Or is this something beyond that? What is this thing that people say that I have? And the Lord has led me on a long, windy journey to understand the power of joy. I know that my life's calling is to understand this and and deliver that message to the world that joy is for you because Jesus is for you. It's not a temperament thing. It's not a circumstance thing. It is the good news of great joy in our lives. It's mm-hmm. Jesus and what he's done for us and who the Holy Spirit is and power then presence with us and all based on the foundation of the love of the father. So I know what I'm supposed to do, right? Yeah, And it's supposed to take it to the world. So, So writing this book has been a part of that. It's not the thing that I do. It's a tool. I've had now i'm grateful that it's actually out it was a seven year journey which was just a whole talk about testing your joy right (laughs) right how many crying hour of like hours of just agony like lord you told me to do this um so just such difficulty of course because the enemy doesn't want the enemy is extremely threatened by joy joy is um, Jesus, scripture says Jesus is the person who is most anointed with joy of any person to ever live, ever. Mm. Now, that's not always the Jesus we hear about. That's not the right. Jesus that that um, we necessarily hear preached or see in in movies or whatever. But scripture is very clear that Jesus is the most anointed person to ever have lived with joy, still is. In the power, the presence of the Lord is found strength and joy. Everywhere Jesus went, he brought joy. Right. Trumpeted at his birth, right? The (laughs) the joy bringer is here, the good news of great joy. And so I have felt this deep, impassioned cry from the Lord Mm. that he is tired of his people not getting the fullness of what Jesus paid for. Mm -hmm. The good news that brings great joy for all people. Right. That is the thing that wakes me up in the morning because that's the truth of the gospel. That's the truth of who Jesus is and what he's paid for. And so many people, most people in this world are not, especially Christians, right? The the idea that we should be people, it says, they will know you by your love, right? They will know you by the fruit to be marked by joy. Mm -hmm. And again, that's not, A personality thing. It's not, you know, joy and happiness are not the same thing. Right. Um, they are cousins, I like to say. They do exist in the same family, but you can have great joy and not be happy about your circumstances. Absolutely. So this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, is Mm because I have spent my life essentially researching this, (laughs) living it out, researching it. And then the Lord has given me, I don't want to say it's a prescription, right? But it is a journey that I have gone on to understand what it really is all about and, and why we need to understand it so we can grab a hold of it. So, Hey, it's Rachel, your go-to encourager
0: and coach. I know you love our podcast talks, but imagine taking that connection to the next level in person. I'm more than a clarity coach. I'm someone who's been in the trenches juggling all the things. I get it. I've danced with chaos, overloaded schedules, and the struggle to prioritize self-care. But I found the rhythm. And I've got the strategies to help your ladies create some breathing room. So if you're organizing an event, whether it's a conference, church gathering, or retreat, and you want a speaker who brings humor, real talk, and a dose of inspiration... I'm your girl. Let's chat about making your event a memorable one. Visit racheldbaker.com/slash speaking. That's racheldbaker.com slash speaking. I can't wait to connect.
1: The book sort of lays out this path. It's it's got four sections. It starts with salvation. It starts with that, right? Right. The, the, the firm foundation of joy is the faithful and loving nature of God. So mm-hmm. we got to understand what that is, who Jesus is, why he's a joy bringer. Like how do we understand that? So first section really dives into that. And each section of the book then has a core value attached to it. So, so salvation, the core value is gratitude. That, absolutely. That's absolutely because I'll tell you of the four of the four, they're all hard, right. To grab hold of sometimes gratitude's the hardest. We mm. want to play that pity party. I want to be like, I don't want to. F- I want to feel like a victim today. I do want, want to be grateful. <laughs> this is really hard. <laughs> yeah. And you don't understand. You don't yes. understand, right? So of all the things in our life that we might even be struggling to be grateful for, we can get back to that. Mm-hmm. It's the firm foundation of our gratitude is God, who God is, how much he loves us, and the fact that we're even here today. Right. The second section is about healing. And this is an interesting thing, because if we're looking at Jesus as the joy bringer, it says in scripture, Jesus, right? He is the son of God. He is, you know, our savior. And he, what did he do? He went from town to town, healing everybody. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. He still does it. This is not just about physical healing. It's about, you know, emotional, spiritual, yes, physical, just the idea of who Jesus is as a healer. Yeah, And that we are all we are all candidates for that, right? Like God wants to reveal his healing touch in our lives in so many ways. First and foremost, the way of forgiveness. It's what Mm -hmm. Jesus ultimately did, right? The healing that we get, the healing from shame and guilt and bitterness and all these things, we can start by receiving his forgiveness. And that's the section two core value is operating, receiving forgiveness and then operating in that because nothing steals your joy faster than bitterness, anger, and resentment. We become... You know, nasty people. Right, We're walking around just full of this gross mold inside of this. (laughs) You know, I sometimes liken it to when you open a water bottle that some teenager has put something other than water in and you're Mm. like, well, dear God, that's a science experiment, right?
0: Right, right. Not okay. Do not touch.
1: (laughs) We are supposed to be, in theory, we are vessels of living water. Mm -hmm. And in order to be filled with that living water and then pour out that living water... Mm-hmm. We got to clean out that nasty stuff inside of us.
0: Yes, I use that analogy so much with a lot of the ladies I work with and talk with. We talk about, you know, having to refill yourself as the pitcher, pouring into all these other cups. Like, mm-hmm. well, you're still like you're pouring into the cups, but... Nobody really wants to drink it because nope. it's so bitter. No, if, if nasty are, stuff in there. If you are pouring into others while feeling resentful or yeah. bitter or angry, it don't taste so good. Nobody wants it. And so right. to fill ourselves in a better way, a different way,
1: a holy way with yeah. Christ. Well, that also requires fill like he- cleaning it out, right? Yes. It's yes, filling one hundred percent. You can't pour out what you don't have, but f- healing. Mm-hmm. Healing the wounds that are the ones that are creating that stagnant mold, right? That yes. the, the wounds are where the bitterness, anger, and resentment come from. So to heal the stuff inside. Yeah. Because God is always pouring in fresh living water. Mm-hmm. But it comes in us and then it, you know. So right. we have to we have to go under the spout where it comes out, <laughs> right? That's yes. an old reference. Spout where the glory comes out. Like Love we have to be filled, but also we gotta clean out what's in there. So that's the forgiveness. Receive it, let it heal you. Mm-hmm. Um, do the work with Jesus and then do the work to forgive. Right. And then the third section is about being filled with the Holy Spirit. So, you know, Jesus says, I must go away. Mm-hmm. I must. And, you know, how many, I don't know if you've ever encountered people who are like, well, well, I would believe if Jesus was here. Like, I get it. If he was like here and real right. and I could like walk with him and see it. Actually, that's not true because there were plenty of people who walked with him and saw it and didn't believe. Right. So we see that in scripture too. Yeah. But he says, I must go away so you can experience the power of the Holy Spirit, that, that you can yeah. have the fullness of the spirit of the living God in you, around you, on you at all times. Yeah. You know, that's a wild thing to think about. And how many of us walk through our lives totally oblivious to that power and taking it for granted?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Somebody, we were talking, I was talking to somebody the other day about this you know, when we get to heaven or if we got to have conversations with like Moses or Abraham and be like, what was it like <laughs> to do this, right? To strike the rock or to be in the lion's den, Daniel, or or to, right? Like, what was that power like? And they look at us and go, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> you have the right. spirit of the like- living God in you today. Like now, what? they didn't have that. Right. We celebrate these like, People who experience these great miracles or part in the Red Sea and all that. Yes, that's through the Lord and God's power. But we have that now. Right. The literal Holy Spirit in you. Hello. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it? Right. What does that look like? How are we filled and understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit? And how mm-hmm. do we then also cultivate the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Yes. So just because you have the presence of spirit, the Spirit in you, you got to partner with Him. You gotta do the things, right? Cause God's not a bully. He's not right. like, sit there. I'm gonna do this miracle through you, right? Like we gotta sit there, you know. Gosh, just because you have the presence of the Holy Spirit or you have the all the tools to have a garden, you gotta do the work. Right. right? So the filling of the Holy Spirit is something we've gotta understand and partner with. And then the core value there is that's where flexibility is. Because when mm-hmm. we understand the nature and the character of the Holy Spirit. He moves wildly and yet with purpose, right. so we can be flexible to follow. The fourth section is about leading, like leading your life and leading others well. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a lot of the ladies that listen here. that's That is a big piece that we talk about because we are trying to lead. We are trying to serve, we are trying to do, and whether at at work or in our families, mm-hmm. this is something that we feel, I think, heavy. With,
1: yeah. So, one of the things that I present, the thing that helped me and really changed me as a leader. And thinking, well, one, agreeing with the Lord that I am a leader. I am given that same call that you are, right? Go and tell, like, go take the responsibility that I've given you, who I am in your life, and go and out and affect the world around you, right? Right. You are given this thing, this joy, this love, this power, and it is meant to do something. So, understanding our call, our purpose, and then for me, understanding the power of a core value to really grab a hold of, we want to do it well. We want to maintain and protect our joy. The way we do that is setting up these guardrails in our lives. And When I really understood what core values were, I like to say core values answer the questions before they arise. Mm -hmm. So I have these, at least the Joybringer core values are some of mine. I have other ones personally. I have a couple more. One of them being quick obedience, Mm -hmm. which is different than flexibility. Quick obedience is when I hear it from the Lord, I'm going to do it because I know that if I don't, it's not punishment from the Lord, but there's a reason and I'm missing out on the thing, right? So flexibility, gratitude, forgiveness, all of these core values answer the questions before they arise. So let's say one of your core values is living debt-free. So then you and your family member or you're just in your own life, you go, should I buy this thing? Can you afford it? Do you have the cash? Yes. Yes then buy it. If you don't, if the question is do I put it on debt, you know, credit or or whatever, if living debt free is a core value, it answers your question. Can you afford it? No, I'd have to put it on credit. Well, there you go. There's your answer. Mm-hmm. Um so many there's so many core values. Well, when we establish what they are, it protects us from going off sideways, getting into areas that we don't want to be in. And the reason why Leaders and uh, you know, Christian leaders, pastors, and just in general, people have these great falls from grace, right? Is because they don't have things in place to protect them. Mm-hmm. Leadership and authority can really, you know, isolate you. It can get in your head, and we begin to believe things about ourselves that aren't real, right? That we can get away with secrets, that we can. We're above correction or whatever. So, having core values to say, I'm going to be accountable to someone, or I'm going to, you know, put these guardrails in place to keep my joy intact, to keep my connection with the Lord intact. Yeah. So that we don't not only take ourselves down, but other people with us. So, core values are really important. So, we talk about that leading our lives and leading others well, your business having core values, your family having core values, your mm-hmm. marriage, your children. Um, to say this is who we are and what we're about, and then sharing them with people around you, so that it can be held accountable, right? Mm-hmm. And so we want to invest in ourselves as leaders, to be trustworthy as leaders, and then go out into the world, bring this joy and influence to the world around us. Jesus is arguably the best, most in demand, you know, like any anyone <laughs> even outside of the Christian sphere would say Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Was the most influential leader of all time, right? Right, right. So we want to be like him in our leadership. So uh, where's the joy in leadership? This is the whole thing that I get crazy about. Why aren't we talking about joyful leadership? Right. Jesus was the man of great joy or is. Okay. So also as a leader, he modeled rest. Yeah. Jesus Jesus was the most in-demand human to ever walk the face of the planet, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody was more in demand. (laughs) Right. Him, right, right. Nobody today could be like, well, oh, okay, right? Like Jesus had such authority and had such responsibility to go everywhere and do things for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And he did. And then he looked at everybody in the eye and said, I love you. I'm gonna get to you. But for a minute, however long, I'm gonna go hang out with my father. I'm going to go be refreshed. I'm going to go spend time to be filled in order to continue to pour. And thank God it is becoming a little bit more accepted, right? right? Resting, having boundaries, you know, the the work week, like there's a lot of pop um, you know, organizational leadership people who are talking a lot more about rest, about not, you know, dying on the martyr hill of being a leader. It's right. not good for anybody because there will be burnout. I've clinically burnt out at least once if not twice. Mhm. And it's not good. And it does. Again, it takes others down with you. Yeah. So, the fourth core value of being a joy bringer is rest. It's not easy, especially for people. I mean, I'm I'm a yes and yeah. Right. We're doing it, and we're doing it now, and we're doing it, you know, forever. Right, let's and, go. Yeah. Oh, I have. I've got a minute. That's cool. Let's fill that minute. Uh huh. So, the rest that is required in order to maintain that joy, it, it's vital. It's mm-hmm. vital. Because I do want to be able to look at those around me and the path that the Lord has laid out for me with love. Yes. And so quickly, we can look at the responsibilities that we have or that we have said yes to, right? Mm -hmm. And take it out on everyone else because it's too much. I'm so tired. Don't you know how much I have to do today? You know, X, Y, Z, all that. Right. And suddenly we're not looking at the things that we're doing or have been gifted to do with gratitude. Mm-hmm. We're harboring bitterness, anger, and resentment. And we begin to want to control everyone and everything around us yeah, in order to maintain this life. And the Lord goes, or how about just have some rest? <laughs> it's kind of like you just you just need a nap, sis. You know? Dude, <laughs> I can't even tell. I... Yes. How many times the Lord's like, can you just go take a nap for a minute? Let's just go take a nap and then we'll start over.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Well, I have shared on here before, uh, you know, some of my biggest health crises that have come up, looking back on everything preceding it and where how I landed where I did, it really just kind of feels like God just kind of, you know, with his hand, just like, oh, that's cute. Well, just mm. sit down just can you just need to sit down a minute honey <laughs>
1: yeah, it's that oh honey oh sweet girl
0: just take just take a nap rest a little bit yeah because whether i wanted to or not it was time
1: one of my favorite things that i hear the lord say all the time is um who said Mm-hmm. who, who, who said i have to do this and i have to do that and i have to excuse me i'm sorry uh who said yes and I go, oh, right. Yeah, I said that. You didn't tell me to do that. hmm Oh, okay. Actually, if I just calm down for a minute and stop listening to the crazy around me and all of the people clamoring for, you know, me and my attention or whatever, right? Yeah. The kids and the dogs on the, you know, the house that when you walk in, was it Oprah back in the 90s or early that? She was like, your house should rise up to greet you when you walk in the door. You know what my house rises up and says when I walk in the door? Dear God, clean these floors <laughs> because I got these dogs And I live in Tennessee, and the red dirt of Tennessee is a real thing. It is a real thing. And I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. And when I walk in the door, it's like that's the only thing I see, right? So it's like crying out to me, like, clean me, you pig person. (laughs) So, again, what is hollering out to us every day? But we listen to the Lord who goes, but who says that that's the most important thing? The reminder is... I call you child. I call you beloved. I call you daughter. I call you to cuddle and rest and let me energize you. Let me refill you. Let me speak truth to you. Let me be the Lord of your life Mm -hmm. because you're not the slave. The child, the princess in the kingdom, they don't have to make bricks all day long. Right? right, they get to oh, dream about so how.
0: Good.
1: Yeah, I, I say they get to dream about how they want to spend their inheritance. Mm-hmm. That that's what the the princess in the kingdom gets to do. Crawl up on her daddy's lap doesn't meet her. He's in a war meeting, and she's like, "Hi, I'm gonna just sit here <laughs> while you're doing all the things, and I'm gonna sit on your lap. Yeah, I'm gonna sit here and take a nap on your lap, and you keep doing what you're doing. That's cool, but I'm gonna sit here, and 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 the king never says, "No, no, no, go away." Mm-hmm. He's like, "That's my daughter. That's my princess. She's here. She's gonna sit here." And he's never too busy. He continues to do the work, but the princess gets to be protected by her father and dream and plan how she's going to spend her inheritance. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, I love that so much. And in you talking about, you know, stepping away and how Jesus time and time again, there's thousands of people, you know, heal my Glamoury. son. Yes, just all the time. And yeah. you know, he's like, who touched my garment? You know, you have those moments, right. just so many people around him. And he takes those moments to say, I'm going to step off for a minute. I'm going to go pray. I need to go listen and be with my father. And those things, I've, I've finally got to the point where I just said, you know, if it's good enough for Jesus Christ... Hello.
1: Hello. It's good enough for me. <laughs> so. Yeah, because who, and this is, again, where this, the pride, mm-hmm. so the the rest, the the opposite of that, right? So mm-hmm. we have the the control, right, is the opposite of flexibility. Fear and control, opposite of flexibility. Yep. Well, the opposite of of rest is pride that says, yeah, you don't understand who I am and how in demand I am. I can't take time. I can't do that. And again, we go back, well, but if Jesus... <laughs> So who are you? Like who are you in comparison to this?
0: Exactly right. And that so to see, to have that example to see him take the rest and to tell and to even like hey, people are waiting for you and for him to say like I'll be back. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gone. Um but to take that moment to go and be with the father, I know when I'm go go going and I don't stop, I don't pause and have that time, mm-hmm. I will say that this is what God wants me to do, but I haven't oh. actually stopped and listened to Him in a while. I haven't read in the Bible. I haven't, mm-hmm. you know, really other than God, thank you for this food. Amen. Right? Like I haven't spent time listening yeah. to be led. And so in those times where I am feeling resentful or controlling or fearful, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. That little whisper, like who said? Did I say that to you?
1: Who said?
0: Are you sure about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it
0: makes all the difference in the world.
1: Yeah, it's just a really good victim check, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, whose voice am I? Am I led by? Mm-hmm. Who is the authority in my life?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who said that? You know, well, who? You, who told you that? Right? He yeah. says, who told you that? That's what the father said in the garden, right? Who? Who told you that? Yeah, that wasn't my voice. I didn't say that to you. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Who told you you were naked? Right? Who told you you were required to do those things? Right. Um, the other thing I think that is really important in in this journey is is to recognize that sometimes we're like nailing one, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, I'm killing the game over here. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's just there's just such grace to figure it out as you go. To be like, oh, okay, I'm really killing this one over here, but gosh, I've really lost lost the ball on that one and I needed permission to understand what rest was Mm. because and I'm sure I know you've you've addressed these things but one of my favorite examples quotes right is if you work with your mind you can rest with your hands and if you rest if you work with your hands you can rest with your mind Mm. because I I'm like I don't know how to just like sit or or I have a girlfriend who, um, she's a real go-getter and a doer, right? But she also, she she likes to kind of, kind of never stop moving. And, but she's really good about taking a Sabbath, really good at it. And she's like, today's my Sabbath. I'm not doing, you know, X, Y, Z. But one day she was messaging me and she said, I just really want to put together my bird house. And at the time she wasn't renovating houses and doing all these other things. She was in real estate. She was doing a lot of real estate transactions. And on her Sabbath day, she's like, oh, but I can't because it's my Sabbath. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, who told you that? First of all, what do you mean you can't go build a birdhouse? If that's rest to you and you feel like you and the Lord are going to go put together a birdhouse in your garden, Mm -hmm. put together the birdhouse. Like (laughs) like, who told you, where are these rules, right? If you, she was working a lot with her mind, right? She Mm -hmm. was just like, Work And so her rest, her form of rest, was to use her hands. Mm-hmm. But we have this projection of what rest needs to look like, right. It is not necessarily taking a nap.
0: Mm-hmm. You're like
1: that 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 doesn't need to be that right lounging in the hammock wow. right <laughs> not. Nah, and so you and the lord and and no one can tell you what that looks like, right no, nobody because no one is inside of you, right? It's you and the Lord can decide all right, Lord, what does rest look like? Not only, and I I think we need to bust out of this religious idea that it has to be one full day each week, right? God is like always inviting us every day Mm -hmm. into a moment of rest. So what does rest look like this hour? How can I take three minutes? How can I take five minutes? How can I take an hour of this day? How can, where in this week can I find? Yes, is it ideal to have a day off? Yes, of course. But in our current culture, most of us don't have a five-day work week, right? we got like six or seven because good Lord, you, you're working 10 or 12 hours a day and then you have one day and then another, like there's something to go do every day. Right. So really it's a matter of just carving out time, mm-hmm. space and time. And it can look, the Lord always just wants, the invitation is to take one step further. Mm-hmm. one step if you just have that, that mm-hmm. intentional proactive one. piece yeah yep. so lord you know what do you what's the invitation today this mm-hmm. hour right this week this month and this year and if we could just put spaces of that if every day had a, a five minute rest period or an hour of a rest period or something whatever that would look like right and then if every week it's something intentional mm-hmm. like even if it's two hours on a whatever day and then if every month maybe had a whole day And every year maybe has a whole week or whatever,
0: right? Yeah. But just to be intentional and have Mm -hmm. that time. And that is the perfect segue because (laughs) I... We literally, I think, could talk about this for hours and hours. But I do want to know if there are any specific tools or strategies that you Mm. have found that are the most helpful, specifically in that last bit, helping manage your time or allowing for some breathing room in your life. Are there any tools or strategies that you are like, I just love this? Or
1: are you just doing the day to day? I wish I had probably more tools in place. I, I do wish because this is a struggle. I, yes, I have gone down a road ahead of many in, in a lot of this, and I've structured it out and worked out a, the whole thing. And I do prep, but I practice all of this mm-hmm. and I am growing on this journey as well. And the rest thing is a hard one for me. So, like, so that's what I said earlier. Like, I am celebrating that I said no because yeah. this is something new for me. And for me, it's having the people that I talk to every day. Mm-hmm. It's my my people. Yeah. Have authority in my life. Right. This is maybe helpful to someone. I'm I hope this is helpful, but you know, we don't want to count everybody's opinions mm. in our life because everyone would have an equal one. You know, here's one tally mark. Right. If everyone has an opinion, then everyone, you know, you, you just got tally marks in every category. So we don't want to count everyone's opinions. We want to weigh them. Because many people in our lives, their they're words to us, we give power to them. And that there are some people in my life that hold a lot of weight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of people could say, oh, you need to do all these things. That's fine. But the people in my life that I've given the weight to, they have authority to say, I think it's time. I think you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, to have that weight in my life and I have positioned myself to say, you have this authority and I will listen to it. I mm-hmm. will hear from the Lord through you. So to have those guardrails in place for the people in my life that mm-hmm. know my life, know who I am, know how I operate to say, uh, what are you doing today mm-hmm. To to carve this out? You know, you feel a little crazed today. Your energy is real Craze. <laughs> you look a little manic, sis. Yeah. What can yeah. we do about that? <laughs> yeah. And so I have set those people up in my life and have they have permission to say things. And I will say, even if I push back in love, you have authority to, mm-hmm. to lean in with that and go, Yeah, okay. I get I get that you think this. Um, also I know you. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that it's time.
0: I love that. I love um and I've I've heard, you know, you can hear feedback or input whatever it is from all the people in the arena, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the people in the stands, the people that are all around you and they're all telling you what you should and should not be doing, but really the only ones who get a voice and get a say are the ones that are actually down in the depths of it with you, not the ones that are just sitting in the stands. So I love that. And I do think that is so helpful to keep in mind, especially, you know, as much as we're on social media, as much as we're- Everybody
1: has an opinion. Listen, you can hear it from all sides. (laughs) I tell my, I tell, I've told my young adult daughters, teenage when they were teenagers and everything, don't count people's opinions, you weigh them. You Mm -hmm. give certain people in your life and that doesn't necessarily mean your grandma, your grandpa, your parents or whatever. Like there are some that just are not going to have the same value system right yeah um you weigh the opinions of those that you have and this is not i weigh my opinion of my best friend who's you know right it's like (laughs) the ones that you want to be the people who you admire that you look up to yes spiritual authorities in your life the healthy people in your life that's who you weigh Mm -hmm. They, they weigh more
0: yeah oh that's so good okay two last questions and they're they're pretty easy um other than your own, because of course we're all going to run and get season's book and follow the podcast and everything's linked in the show notes because it's all amazing. Um, but is there another book or podcast oh. that you just would really recommend or you give away all the time? Or listen, I know it's a big, I don't know how to pick just like one or if there's an author
1: or. Oh, it's a trick question. You no, know, it's
0: so hard. It's okay if you my don't. favorite.
1: Uh-huh. And I've been reading more um like autobiographies oh, yeah? lately. And those are those bring me like life and joy. Cause we're in this space, right? Of like spiritual growth and faith. And and so I it's I, I'm grateful for a lot of that. I will tell you, there were some books that have been pivotal in my growing in my faith, growing in my um connection to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Growing in confidence Mm -hmm. in stepping out in that and so those i'm grateful for but i will tell you for me a way i rest have been resting more lately is listening to audiobooks and i love listening to autobiographies yeah like i just listened to britney spears autobiography really oh my goodness it's read by michelle williams it's amazing okay um viola davis dear lord i just had no she's like I want her to be my grandma and my aunt and my mom and my best friend and like my girlfriend and my wife. Like if anything a woman could Viola <laughs> Davis, could you just be? I want to come to the bosom and hug her. Like that's huh? what? Um, so I just love like listening to autobiographies. Um so recently I listened to Beth Moore's autobiography oh, called yeah. All My Knotted Up Life. Yes. And I was not a Beth Moore fan in my life. I've not yes. been one who appreciates the culture, all that. And li- I listened to this autobiography on a plane mm. and I ugly cried and repented the whole time.
0: Oh.
1: I was like, oh my gosh, I just didn't know. Nobody knew. She she finally told the, the real story about right. so much of her life. And um, so oh gosh, I really love that. So for me, that's where I find rest. That's where I find inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, connecting and it, it's I don't I love reading or listening to or reading people from all all around, like just right, right. interesting, interesting life stories. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't know if there's a book of late that that I'd be like, ooh, read this. It will help you.
0: I love that though, because some people are like, This is the book. This is the book. You know, and that's that's helpful too. But I love just to hear what inspires other people. What because yeah. some people love nonfiction, some people want to leave like fantasy and sci-fi. You know, like Yeah.
1: Yeah. My girlfriend right now, kinds. she's like, My therapist told me I need to be reading like fiction like it's good like because we again we exist in this space yes and and so reading those books sometimes feels like work so she's like i'm she's going through all these different genres and her literary agent was like i want you to read every genre Like, I want you to do a book in like every genre just to like bust out of where you're at. And so she's reading this new book that is probably in the same line of like Game of Thrones, like in that world. It's like a new one. It's being made into movies. And she calls it her dragons book. And she's like, I'm going to go read about dragons for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, it's great. My family's reading it. It's like not dirty or it's like a healthy, yeah. Right. And it's been bringing her joy because it's Mm in this, in a, it's just a way to like let your mind go.
0: I love that. That's how I am. My daughter, uh, she's fifteen, and she loves a lot of the like fantasy, fantasy stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, and so she'll read. She's like, "Mom, you have to read this book." I'm like, "Well, I have to read this book." And so we're all so. reading this. And now my son, he's almost thirteen. Now he's reading the books. And so, Amazing. you know, things we're we reading share. about dragons. It's That's right. We read about dragons and elves fine. and whatever else. Oh, That's sure. Great. Awesome. Okay. Well, last question. Super easy. Where do we find you, season?
1: Oh, come find me in person. That's really my favorite. Okay. So like I'm on. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Seasonbowers.com is my website. Find me at, you know, at seasonbowers on social media. My podcast is the newest thing. And I'm very excited about this, this new venture it's because so I've been putting it off for years. I can't tell you how many times they're like, oh, you should be on the radio. I mean, not the radio. I am on the radio. I was going to say like, you, you do a- radio. Guess what? So- I do that too. Um, but they're like, "You should have a podcast." And for so, I'm not kidding for like five years or more. I believe I've it. been like, "Are you kidding? All I do all day is talk at a microphone to people on the air. I don't want to do that again. It's what I do right. Um, why I have put this off for so many years, I'm kicking myself because I love it. Right? Oh my gosh, I love it. I love having these great conversations. I'm so excited about. Connecting with people in a new way. Yeah. I've only recently become a podcast listener too, so like, like this is amazing. um <laughs> uh, I go down deep in those rabbit holes. I know. And so it's called the Joybringer podcast. You can find it pretty much everywhere you would listen to podcasts. It's still mm-hmm. waiting on Apple. Is like pending still. It's a whole thing. That's a yeah, whole, it's a whole thing. thing. But it's every. It's very everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm currently. I don't know when you're going to run this, but uh. I just did a, or maybe I, maybe I have already done this full series called the Joybringers Advent.
0: <laughs> yes. it It is available to is listen yes. to it. Yeah. And they're not,
1: here's the thing. This is why I made the decision to not do 22 episodes in a row is because such great conversations didn't necessarily need to all be right there. I was like, gosh, I just blew my whole wad at six months of content in 22 days. <laughs> right. Right. So anyway, they're great. Um, Great. And so, yes, it's, it's. Some of it is brought back around to Christmas, but they're also just really great conversations that aren't completely rooted at Christmas time. So, yeah. um, you can certainly go back and listen to some really inspiring people um, talking about how to live full of joy and yeah. really real conversations um, that deal with a lot of stuff that we all deal with. Yeah,
0: and that's that is what I love. And if you're not already following season, like just get off of here and go do it immediately okay, grab a yeah. book all the things because it all it all is it's a lot of the things we value here in yeah. this space we want to be very real we want to be authentic this is real life it gets hard and sticky and we are in the mud in the valley of the shadow of why am i here
1: mm-hmm.
0: but also because of the joy of Christ and the hope of heaven and mm-hmm. having each other. Um, and that that is all that we get over yeah. with seasons content. Oh. And um, so I just want to make sure everybody knows about you and so finds you. And because we have a lot, um, a lot in common at the heart mm-hmm. of all of it, right? We just
1: absolutely. And I love that. I love that. I'm I love so you. grateful for you, Rachel. Thank you so much. And it's just such I'm so glad we met. Me too.
0: All right, everybody go follow season and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to check the show notes to get links for all the resources mentioned in this episode. As always, your reviews make such a difference. So thank you for taking the time to leave those for us. Your ratings and thoughts mean so much. I love reading each and every one. As we wrap up today, please remember, life can feel crazy and overwhelming sometimes, but you will never regret taking the time to create some breathing room.